Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and they combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Season 3, Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. Um, he's Glenn Shelton. I'm Christian Brindle. And today, we have a really, really jam-packed episode full of a lot of valuable information about hiring employees, virtual assistants, and everything in between. Um, Mr. Shelton, how are you? You know, new year, new me. I'm also bald now, you guys, so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to look more like Christian because I guess this is the face of success right here. So my beard's a little longer than him. I feel like as time goes on, we both slowly morph into one being because my beards keep growing out and <laughs> your hair starts to just whittle down on the top. And watch, watch when the summit happens. We are literally like, it's like same beard, same. It's just like, we look identical. You have glasses on. It's like, everyone's <laughs> like, what is going on? They're like, this is weird. So, so I have a pair of prescription glasses. Oh no, I didn't even and, know that. And, and they look a lot like yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's happening. It's happening. I'm being cloned. I'll bring them next time just to, just to be weird. And just <laughs> We, we we wear the same clothes at the summit and like yes yes it's like a uniform be like what is going on between you two you guys are spending too much time together <laughs> so yeah new year new me you guys um i got covid back in august you know i was definitely losing some hair i personally think that when i got covid it accelerated my hair loss and so it was just so thin on top i was like i've got to just take it off join, join the club. So here I am. This is, this is going to be the face you'll be seeing. I'm super excited about today's topic. This is episode two. Um, Christian, what do you got for tacos today? Yeah. Um, well today, yet again, <laughs> I have fish tacos. You guys. Fish tacos. Lime and all. You know, that's, that's a good point of topic debate for tacos on Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. I used to not be a big line believer, but now it's almost mandatory for my tacos. Mm. I love lime on tacos, especially fish tacos. I mean, that seems like it's got to be a must, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be. What tacos do we got for... Mr. Shelton today. So it looks similar to last week, guys. Is this a taco? 
Is this a burrito? Sure, it looks like a burrito. Looks like a burrito to me. Smells kind of burrito-y. It's still a lettuce burrito. I got you guys again. That's two weeks yeah. in a row. <laughs> gotcha. <Oops>. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I'm choking here. I'm dying, you guys. Um, one way I kind of wanted to kind of start off this episode is like, out of the two of us, you've done a lot more hiring than I have. And so I wanted to kind of talk to you about like, when you're hiring somebody, how do you kind of determine, what do you look for? Like, right. Like, what do you look for? What are you looking for in terms of like personality characteristics? Like, is there a certain thing that you like to see in people? And if you don't see it, it's a little bit of a turnoff. Like, what does that, what does that process look like? I love that question. I'm going to table it though, because before we get into anything I'm doing, I, I think what I'd really like to kind of set the tone for this whole topic is what the current marketplace looks like, you guys. Mm, yeah. This is something I have a, I have my heartbeat, like my finger is on the pulse of this. Globally, I have employees here <laughs> in the States. I have employees in the Philippines. I have employees in Egypt. Um, I have employees in India. I, you know, my wife makes fun of me whenever I say this, but Lead Heroes really is a global company um, because we do work with people all over the world. Um, I also, my father works for a commercial insulation company and he's in, he's in upper management. And so I've talked to him quite a bit about, you know, it's a major national company. Um, I've talked to him about what he's seeing. I talked to insurance agency owners like Mr. Brindle here. I talk to them every day and we're talking about the insurance agent side of staffing. So I really do feel like when it comes to, and then obviously there's so much news about this stuff too. So I get into a lot of that too, but 2022, we're two years into the pandemic or since the pandemic has started. Um, there's definitely been, a, I think, a multitude of reasons why we are seeing this shift in entry-level jobs where people are having, they have to get paid more. If they're not going to get paid more, they're not going to apply. They're not going to show up for work. They'll go somewhere else. Um, they want, you know, a lot of times benefits. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of like union unionization going on, right? Starbucks, I think just got unionized for the first time. They have like a couple unions. Um, I think Amazon either is about to, or they just did. I mean, it was, so it, it really, the pandemic's kind of spurred this where the individual employee is, is looking for more from their company. And so you really need to come into it with that perspective. Like there's a lot of opportunities out there. A lot of people are choosing not to take these opportunities because maybe they're living with others. Maybe they have their expenses handled another way. Um, but that's kind of like, that's what the workplace looks like right now. If you're trying to hire someone, Christian, I'd love before, again, I answer that question. Do you want to talk about kind of what you've seen when you've tried to hire people, you know, for, for coming into your office? Like what, what, what's been your experience? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> I think one thing that you said that I really, you know, they really jumped out at me is like, 
what's going on at this point in time. Like in the past, as long as I've been here, you know, in the industry, and before I started hiring people myself, I was able to kind of observe my my dad who ran an, you know, ran an agency and kind of see him, you know, hiring people and kind of see his process and things like that. Granted, we're very different people. Our processes are not exactly the same, but um and I, and one thing I can uh, I can honestly say is I I can probably count on one hand how many times we saw people working from home that worked for us for many 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 years. Um nowadays though, we've had to basically shift and change how we do things. Um so we have to be set up to work remotely at a moment's notice and work from home. So like I'll give an example. My um my assistant has caught COVID twice, tested oh. positive twice. Um, last week, her husband tested positive and she decided to work from home just to stay away. Um, yeah. And her kids stayed home from school and all that stuff. And so she worked from home for most of most of um, last week. And so, and we're able to do that now. And so I'm looking for people that I can trust one because, I mean, you know this as well as anybody, you really have to have a sense of trust when you're working with somebody remotely because you can't, it's harder to manage them. You know, it's harder to keep an eye on them, right? You have to, 100%. you can't touch them. You can't walk into their room and like, you know, what are you doing kind of thing. Right. Um, so now we, we need people that, that have the, we ultimately, when we hire someone, our, our objective is we want to have somebody work in the office, although we do have a couple of people now, um, one that we, we, we actually work with lead heroes on, right. A virtual mm-hmm. assistant, mm-hmm. um, to work, work, you know, the, to help us out and do things virtually. We also have, you know, another person that's, you know, on the East coast that works with us now, um, remotely. And so, but ultimately the intention is to have somebody work in the office, but we need them to be set up to work from home in a moment's notice because it's just unpredictable in so the world right now. Specifically, I, I'm trying to recall from one of our previous conversations and I could be wrong. So just correct me if I am. I feel like you said I put some job ads out and previously I would get a slew of resumes. Yeah. It sounded like you recently did the same thing. Didn't really get that same catch. Right. So, so one, one position we've been trying to hire for is to bring in a captive agent into our office. So I'll kind of talk into detail on kind of what the position was. Um, And we're still looking for it. And it, I thought it was a pretty cushy job, pretty cushy offer. Like we were offering a salary, a percentage of commissions, a percentage of renewals. They'd work in the office, they'd get leads, they'd get, I mean, I mean, it, I thought it was a no brainer, you know, like I had people that I would talk to that ran agencies that owned agencies. They're like, that's pretty good. I, you know, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'd probably be there right now, you know? Um, <laughs> And we, we put these job offers out all over the place on LinkedIn, on some local websites, on ZipRecruiter, on Indeed. We put it everywhere that I could think of. Um, Facebook jobs. I mean, all kinds of places. You know, we posted it in a couple of Facebook, you know, job groups. Like we really did our, our job putting it out there. Yeah. And if I, and on that one in particular, we probably got 20 resumes back. 15 of them were unresponsive. Five people answered the phone or returned our phone calls. And, I, and, and essentially out of the five people that we scheduled to come in for an interview, only one never showed up, which never would have happened three or four years right. ago. 
right. then we were also trying to hire an admin locally. And it was a job. I mean, admin jobs, usually like when you put out a job request, you'll get a hundred resumes in a week or two, you know, they're just flooded all over you. And we probably got four or five in like mm-hmm. a month or two. Um, so it's just, there's not the same level of people that are interested in working like there used to be. It's just weird. It is weird because I spent a lot of times looking at my local community here in Oregon <clears throat> and there's so many shops that have really weird hours or they're closed entirely because they just can't find people to work the business. And I just, I wonder, I'm like, where did the people go? <laughs> I don't get it. You know, like, where are they? Um, but one thing, oh, I just had something and it escaped my mind. Um, oh, now I remember. So inflation, like we all know inflation is happening. They just reported the highest inflation increase since the 1980s. It was a 7% increase. You know, kind of the basic rule of thumb is that means the, the value of your dollar just went down, you know, 7% in the past 12 months. A dollar in 2021 of January to 2022 right now, it literally went down by 7%. So I think that is a big component of what we're seeing with these entry-level positions that fast food employees, retail workers, these people that used to be able to get paid very little and they would take the job and they were fine with it. I think inflation is actually a really big piece of why they're not taking these jobs anymore. So again, employee wages going up. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the you know about kind of what you've seen locally. Um, to get back now, ask that question. It was about um, what I'm specifically looking for when at Lead Heroes we're trying to hire. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So like, what 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 is what do you usually look for when it comes to hiring people? Like, what is mm-hmm. what are characteristics that you find valuable that maybe like you know, or maybe certain things that might be turnoffs? You're like, okay, I've seen that in the past this type of person doesn't kind of fit with what we want. What, what does that kind of look like? So, um, and, and I'm going to preface what I'm about to say here, you guys, with doing this process entirely virtually um, compared to what you may have done in person, it might sound or look different. And that's intentional because I've done this so many, like Christian said, I've I would love to know the exact number. I've thought about trying to see how I could accumulate what that number is. I would estimate it's more than a thousand at this point, since it has been seven years I've been running Lead Heroes, where current staff is over a hundred active employees on our roster. We've hired and fired and hired and fired and hired and fired. I mean, I think in 2020 to 2021, we probably interviewed 600 people um, just in that 12 month gap. So I, I'm sure it's more than a thousand people that we've, we've interviewed and hired um, over the past seven years. So just to give you guys a little bit of reason why I, I have some credibility to this entire topic. So when I'm hiring someone for a virtual position and it's an entry-level position, um, I Really, I the interview and the resume, in my opinion, I'm going to be like brutally honest. Yes, we look for previous work, references, yada, yada, all, the, all that good stuff. The reality is it really means nothing to me because it could be fake. They could not be a good employee, even with a great work history. And I don't know until they're doing something for me, right? Um, 
you could have an, an amazing interview with someone. They could have great credentials. You offer them the position and it's horrible, right? I think that's happened to most people where you're like skipping home from work. You're like, I just found the best employee in the world. <laughs> and then it's like Monday rolls around next week and that person's late. Um, they are, are not picking up what the basics of the job are. Like, you're like, what's going like just huge red flag. And then you fire them like a week later and you're like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? So um, I'm actually asking these people to do something without getting paid they have to go through our training. So, and it's, it's about a two to three day training. So, I mean, it's, you know, when you, when you talk about like working hours during a working day, so they're essentially going to work for free, get, get trained to, to be a part of our company. And that's a big natural filter, you guys, because that's showing that, you know, they're willing to, you know, be self-motivated. They're, they're going to go through these videos and they have, you know, it's very similar to like Christian's Medicare agent university, similar concept, but you know, it's an internal company um, training process. Right. But same idea it's, it's videos and there's some PDFs and um, they have to really understand the topic to be able to go to the next topic. And then they get a certificate at the end of it. So we know they actually did the whole thing. Uh, but that is one of the big first natural barriers when we're bringing someone in is, okay, they're self-motivated. They made it to the end of the training. So they, they should have an understanding of how the job's going to work. Um, yes, we do an interview. Yes, we look for past hit work history. We don't want someone who's never been on the phone before, right? So like we, we are looking for some basics in that interview process before. We don't just let everyone into the training. There is kind of a small hurdle there. Uh, and then once they get through the training, um, at that point, you know, they made it through the interview, they should know how to do the basics of the job, we're going to give them an opportunity to actually work. And then it's really, okay, how closely are you going to monitor that person, right? I mean, how much so so that's kind of the start of it. I mean, Christian, what do you how does that compare to like, you hiring someone in person? What do you think? I think it's pretty similar. Actually, it's not you know, hugely different here. Like we, we will, um, <clears throat> so, so with, with us right now, usually like a majority of the training that we're doing when we, we hire someone is done by me. Um, because when we hire someone it's to remove a task from my plate, <laughs> Right, that's right. really what it is. So it's something that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So I got to show them how I do it. There might be smaller things that I can you know, have them do an, a two hour training block with some of one of my other employees on learning how to do that. Um, but I probably do a, a majority of the training myself. Um, so sometimes, I mean, my schedule every day is just packed every single day, it seems like. So sometimes I'm, it's, it's almost like it's a balance of me training them as much as I can during that day. But then I'm also for the first few, you know, the first few weeks to a month, that's kind of the process is I'll be training them as much as I can during the day. I'll try to do some training with them every day, at least. Um, and when I'm not training them, I'll come up with really small, minimal tasks that they can do to help us, you know, like call this person and get this information, something that they don't need necessarily training to do um, until they're, I feel like they're ready. And then as time goes on, I'll start giving them more and more com- complicated tasks, right? As we go, um, and I'll kind of just ease them into it, right? Right. Um, but really, we usually when someone works for me, 
they're going to be doing some kind of work right away. It's not necessarily like a training class where they're going to sit in and sit in a class like a call center might work, you know, um, for, for weeks on end before they do any work. They're probably going to do some work for me like the first day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's kind of the way that we typically operate. And it's, you know, obviously it'd be preferred for me if we could just have them train nonstop for like a week or two and then have them do stuff. But sometimes it's more so just a, a complex situation to where I might not have the time to do that much training myself. Yeah. Um, and as we grow as a company, we'll be able to find solutions to that, I think. But, you know, we're, we're still growing a lot and we're still kind of in infancy, infancy. We have, and that's, so, you know, when you look at like the giant corporations in America, right? Like Verizon Wireless is one that I've worked at before. And they had like a whole section of the company that was dedicated to training, like internal training. I mean, they spent an incredible amount of money and resources on internal training. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to do that right out the gate, but it is something that you're, it's inevitable guys. It really is. And the better you train your employee to do the job, the, the better you're setting them up for success. So I know we've invested at Lead Heroes a ton of time and money into this process because we are essentially a staffing company, right? It's a call center, but we've got to be able to staff the call center and it has to be able to go up and down. Otherwise it doesn't work. So, right. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. So that's, that's not too far off. Now here's, here's kind of a couple of the, the next steps in the process. So um, we're hiring multiple people for one position because we are approaching it with the understanding that not everyone's going to work out and we're playing the numbers game. So if I need one caller, I'm probably hiring two or three. Um, it is a virtual employee. The whole company's virtual. I've never had a commercial office space in the past seven years that I've been running this company. Uh, despite the millions of dollars we've generated over that time, zero. And, and at times I've looked at it and I've thought about it. I thought about having commercial spaces in the Philippines. I flew over there and looked at buildings and priced everything out because my thought was I'll be virtual in the States, but I'll have a physical location in the Philippines. I've looked at physical offices here. At this point in time, I just, I've never, it, it, the whole thing's run virtually, right? I mean, that's welcome to 2022. Uh, but we, we do track their computers. We know their browsing history. We're seeing their screen. They're taking random screenshots. That's a big piece of success with the virtual employee. Um, not every virtual employee needs that sort of micromanagement. But when we're doing the sort of staffing that we are, um, it's, it's critical to be able to see what's on the screen. There's a bunch of different softwares I can do that. So um, we are tracking them. We know what they're doing. Um, we can also track them through the dialer, of course. What's their activity level? You know, are they making the calls, et cetera? So we have multiple methods of tracking them virtually. Um, I mentioned already we're, we're hiring with intent to fire, right? So we're going to hire three people. And most likely one or two of those three will fall off naturally. They don't show up. They can't do the job. I already kind of talked about some of those things previously. Um, and then the first week, here's kind of the final piece of it too. And then I'll turn it back to Christian. I want to hear kind of how, how it compares to him. Um, the first week, they're under a microscope, you guys. I've got two yeah. layers of management that's just on top of them. You know, you have essentially in, in simplest ways, it's assistant manager and, and manager, right? And essentially they're both on top of that new hire. And that first week is critical. It's critical because if they can do that job, even mediocre, even if it's mediocre that first week, 
most likely they're trainable to get them to be competent or excelling at the job, right? So that first week is critical. We're really looking at that first week. We're looking at their attitude. We're looking at their production. We're looking at, are they on time? You know, like the whole thing. We're looking at the whole thing top to bottom. And at the end of that week, either they got fired before or were unhappy. And, and that's when most of the action happens between keeping them on board or firing them. That's my secret sauce, you guys. But again, let's turn this back to Christian. I want to hear kind of what he thinks about that compared to what, what he does. Yeah, and I, I love all of that. I think that's all really, really good insight because you have to keep up on them. You know, like you have to make sure because that like what I when, when when anybody signs on with us, they have a new hire document when part of the new hire document says their first 90 days is probation period, basically. You know, it's like not that we can't fire yeah. them after 90 days, but they're on a probation period. You know, they're really we're really considering very strongly from day one if they're going to they're going to work here long term. And so. 100%. Um, we do a lot of similar things with that. <clears throat> like I, I hired somebody last year during the summer and, you know, he, he was a minute or two late his first day and I chewed him up about it. You know, <laughs> when he showed up, I'm like, and he was very surprised by that. I'm like, I don't know where you work before, but if you're late here, you're gone. And it was continuing to be a trend and he got fired within his 90 days. Yeah. Um, I didn't play games with that. There was other problems other than that, but like, um, you know, and, and I'll be more lenient with someone who's worked for me for two years and been on time every day. And then one, you know, one day they're three minutes late. Like I'll be more lenient, but on your first day, come on, you know, that's yeah. not going to work. That's so, a red flag, right? Right. And, you know, I hired um, another person last year and, you know, we had problems with certain things. I won't say we had problems with like, you know, dressing the way we felt like was you know professional and conducive to the office and things like that like there there's that one thing i can tell you guys about hiring people is the more you do it the more problems you'll run into and you'll think to yourself i never thought i'd ever run into that problem with somebody i never thought i'd have that problem with somebody i thought that was just common sense to everybody there is no such thing as common sense nothing you can throw at me you won't, you can't find somebody that you'll hire that, that they'll, they'll, they won't do that. You know, like yeah. brush your teeth. You'll, 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 yeah. one day you might hire somebody that doesn't brush your teeth. They'll brush your teeth once a month and they'll come in and breathe on you and they go, hi. And you'll be like, you know, um, whatever it might be, you know, I mean, so on really fast on that point, I, I just want to jump in and say, we've caught people utilizing our management team and utilizing our software. Like I said, we have several different ways of tracking these people. That's how the company's been successful. And we've, we've stayed alive, right? We've caught people watching movies while they're clocked in on Netflix. We've caught people who are intoxicated. It's obvious through their actions and what they're saying. Um, you know, we've caught people, you know, just goofing off, not paying attention, web surfing, social media, like, so uh, yeah, what, like what Christian said, I mean, you might think the best of someone, they might be a great employee even, and that's when it gets tough, where it's like, oh man, I've got to let you go, <laughs> right. like, this is, un this is unacceptable, you did great, but we can't have this behavior here, like, I'm sorry, you know, and, and it's not fun to let people go either, like, that's something that, like, 
when, when people think about hiring people and they're like, oh, it's going to be, they, they think about all like the good stuff. Like, oh, I will, you know, I won't have to do this anymore. I won't have to do that anymore. It's going to help my business. And they just think that from this, you know, growth perspective um, and they, they doesn't even cross their mind the process of getting rid of somebody if you hire the wrong person, which if you, if you do enough hiring, it's inevitable. You're going to have to let people go. Like Glenn and I had conversation, have had conversations in the past people that working for us, you know, to where I'm like, I, I know, I, I can see it within a week or two that they are not going to be a good fit here long-term, but it's just an agonizing thing, you know, because, 100%. um, and, and that's the other thing, guys, when it comes to hiring people is like letting people go, especially if you're doing, you know, and I'm sure it's this way too, you know, virtual, but I think it, you know, when you're, when they come in, when they come in and they're, you know, two, three doors down from you, you have to sit down, look them in the eyes, have a conversation. There's, there's a lot of times there's crying, like it's not fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's um, <clears throat> one thing I can tell you guys is like, it's almost like being in a bad relationship. This is what I've I mean, learned. Yeah. Um, you, you have to just rip the bandaid off and let them go because the, every minute that you allow them to stay there and you know, there's no future for it you're preventing them from going off and finding where they should be. So it's almost like a selfish thing because you don't want to feel that uncomfortable feeling, but you have to just. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. So the term, you know, it might sound like silly almost, but the term, like it's just business, right? Like it's just business. Like if you're not doing your job, you're not making the company money and I'm paying you money. It's just business. I can't let you work here. Like, it's really simple. Like, I love you as a person. There's a very good chance that I might even have a friendly relationship with you. I mean, I've fired people that I've really liked over the years. It's really just part of being a business owner, you guys. If you really can't figure it out at all, or you you just have like a huge emotional connection issue, which I get. Again, I've done this before. You have to figure it out. It's part of the business. Um, the final couple pieces I'll mention here, and then we can jump into some other stuff. But um, so after that first week, you know, it's kind of like a yes, no, green light, red light. And then once they pass that first week, there's checkpoints along the way. Um, you know, it's like week two, month one, month two, month three. That's kind of like some of the initial checkpoints. Um, we do monthly and quarterly reviews on all active employees. We grade the employees down to an actual number. Um, so we actually have a number attached to every single employee. It's their, it's the, their performance scores. They're aware of their performance scores. They know how their performance scores are calculated. Um, and that's, again, it, it might sound almost cold or harsh. You think about maybe some of these big corporations like Intel, Amazon, and, and they're structured very similarly because you have to, you guys, when you're scaling a company, you have to have these, these metrics. You have to have data on, on your employees to be able to make decisions like, okay, Anybody who's below this score, we're going to have to get rid of because they're actually losing the company money. Boom. Bottom 10% gone. You know, so that's, that's kind of our, our whole process at Lead Heroes, you guys, in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, what did you think? What did you think about conceptually all? I don't know if I've ever really shared all of that before. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating, actually, for me, you know, yeah. like you kind of see the inner workings of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um, for us, we're not big enough yet where we have employees numbers, but I'm, I mean, I know at some point that makes a lot of sense. You know, I can see yeah. how that would work. Like we're, we're probably, 
we're probably at about six employees at the moment. And so, um, I mean, but when we get to 20 or 30 or four, I mean, who knows, you know, what we'll, what we'll be well, doing. Um, especially when you have agents, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna essentially have your own scoring algorithm with agents, yeah. you know, as you grow your agency more. What, one thing I've always done with newer employees, and, and I want to, I want to ask a question of you after I say this, but yeah. Um, so essentially what, what we're looking at is I want it to be um, a situation where when they're in their first 90 days of review, every 30 days, they sit down with me and we go over how I feel like they're performing. Um, so they're aware of what we like, what we don't like. If something's absolutely, um, you know, just can't wait and it's a big problem right off the bat, we'll sit them down and talk to them before that. Um, but we, we do these reviews every 30 days. Um, and then once they've been with us past the 90 days, we continue to do the reviews, but we more do them quarterly with each employee at that point. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like my, my, one of my, one of my employees, and, and the other thing too, is like, if you don't have someone to run your payroll, that's another task that you have to keep up with. Like I run my own payroll in my office, Same. probably, you know, we're going to probably bring in a few agents after that. I think we need a person that does a little bit more of the behind the scenes of things like, but I run the payroll. And so like we, we do in our employee handbook, we do holiday pay for new year's day and Christmas day. Yeah. And I forgot to pay one of my employees holiday pay. <laughs> and so she was like, you know, kind of like tiptoeing around it. And, you know, she, I didn't realize it. And she comes in my office the other day and she's like, she's like, yeah. And she was like, not trying not to upset me. And I, I felt terrible um, that I forgot <laughs> to do that. So I, I made it up on the, you're the day. worst. I know, I know. But like, and so it's an interesting dynamic, you know, employee employer relationship, you know, it's not, I mean, that, that you, you, you don't want to be too friendly with them because you don't want it to cross that barrier, right. Of like, to where they feel like they can take advantage of you. If, you know, they look at you more as a friend than a boss, but at the same so let time, me, let me say on you. that, on that topic, right. Of what you literally just said right there. And, and your daughter is a little bit young. I have kids older than you, um, older than, than your daughter. My, my yeah, oldest yeah. is nine. Violet's <laughs> almost three. Yeah. So she'll be three in May. So I feel like being a parent has exponentially helped me as a business owner, because that relationship that you were just describing where like you want to be friends, but you also have to set the rules and the boundaries. And at the end of the day, you're the one making the decisions. The employee is not making any business decisions for the company. You're the one. And, and if you let them, then you're signing off on it, right? Like, so it, it very much in my head, and, and maybe some people disagree with us, but seem, it really feels a lot of times like a family parental relationship. That's what being a boss, being a business owner can really feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's a lot of truth there. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I, I want to, I want, I, I know we're getting kind of close to the end here, so I want to respect your time, but, um, but I, 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 I wanted to talk about this. I didn't want to forget about it. Um, I want to talk to you about the lead heroes, virtual assistant program that yeah. you guys have that you're, that you, that you're, you're doing right now. Cause this is a more of a newer thing, right? The service that's being offered, we're using it right now. Yeah. Um, and it's been super helpful for us. It's been really easy to implement. Um, 
Talk about why you why you guys started to implement that. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the video yeah. because you're like, I, you know, talking about how you have a pull, you know, your finger on the pulse and kind of what the trends are and how you can help solve it. But I think this is a super, super valuable proposition for agency owners all over the country. Talk about it for a sec. Yeah, no, I appreciate you mentioning it. So, you know, again, I kind of went through our hiring process earlier in this episode, if you were listening and so, you know, we have this massive company with, with really great employees and they're making phone calls, helping insurance agents connect with prospects. And that's really been our business model from day one. What I've come to realize as the company has grown and as my relationships with insurance agents and agency owners has also grown is that phone calls is really, it's just a a small piece of the puzzle of, of what the agency owner needs help with or the independent agent needs help with. But then on the other hand, we have such high quality employees because of this really strict process we have that we have a lot of people at our company that can do so much more than just make phone calls. Right. So I kind of, it was kind of this like natural progression <laughs> where, you know, someone comes to me like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to get your leads. We're looking for a CRM, you know, man, I wish I had an assistant that could help me with my CRM. You know, I wish I had someone who could manage my emails. I wish I had someone who could do data entry, who could manage my calendar, who could do customer service phone calls. A lot of these basic level activities that as a business owner can strangle you because your time is so valuable. You're wasting your time doing these really basic entry level tasks. And so um, it started last year. It was actually, it's actually been over a year now where we just decided, hey, let's, let's see if we can make this work. And so, you know, again, finding that happy marriage where we'll sit down with you, we'll have a virtual conversation just like Christian and I right now. We're going to go through those tasks that, that you're struggling with, that you need help with. We're then going to go back to our active employee pool. We're going to find someone who we feel will excel. So not only have they been through our whole process, but they've been successful within the company, but we're going to, we're planning on pulling out our top 5% really. So you guys are, you know, we're, we're, we're doing all the farming and you guys were harvesting like just that top line, that cream right at the top. Um, and, and then turning around and hopefully eliminating a lot of these low level tasks, these non-revenue generating activities that, agents and agency owners are just struggling with. I mean, I think it's an epidemic. <laughs> I hate yeah. to throw that word out there like a pun, but I think it's an epidemic. And I've talked to so many of you. And as a business owner myself, I've gone through a lot of it. So it's, it's hard sometimes because the agent won't see it. And I will be looking them in the eyes and I'm like, you need help. Yeah. Payroll is is an ROI. Payroll is not an expense. And that's something that I think is missing right here, you guys. It's right here. People look at payroll and they're like, damn it, I am having to pay money out of my pocket. This is such a bad deal. I should keep this money and fire this person. It's not, that's not how it works. My company couldn't exist without employees. Yep. There's so many key employees, and I'm sure Christian has a bunch of key employees too. You have to have employees to scale a company. It's really that simple. So um, that's really kind of been the process and it's been extremely successful so far. I think it's going to be a really big focus of 2022 and beyond. 
we really want to, again, facilitate this relationship. You know, we're doing the hiring, we're, we're managing this person for you. Um, really, we just need your help with the training, right? And, and Christian, if you want to take a second, um, I know it hasn't been a super long time since we've been able to supply you with your virtual assistant. But I'd love to hear kind of your experience um, since you started the program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think my our experience has been nothing but positive. If I can get away from this light. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's like, man, really positive. He's jumping. Really positive. <laughs> positive. But, um, it actually, you know, just got a message from our virtual assistant, you know, from you guys just giving me an update on how things are going today. Like, um, awesome. it just popped up on my phone as we were talking. So, like, I think what, one thing I can... I can, um, I can speak to is the ease of being able to kind of integrate in, in, you know, integrate the person into helping us with what we're doing. Like, um, like I said, some, one of my biggest challenges when I hire a new person is getting them trained. That's always been a challenge because right. I'm so busy all the time as right. the agency owner. And a lot of you guys will run into that problem. I know I'm not alone there. Um, it's almost like a, a chore sometimes getting them up to speed. You know, like it's worth it. It's the time investment into the person because you need to get them trained. And we definitely, you know, need to get people trained. But I think, you know, the, the, I, I, one thing that really struck me right off the bat is, you know, she's very intelligent. She's very quick to pick up on things um, and very accommodating, you know, happy to do anything that we've asked her to do, you know, um, and, you know, trying to go out of her way to be a problem solver. You know, I think that's one thing that like when I hire an, an employee, I'm really looking for. And 100%. I like that, you know, they go, you know, this person goes through the lead heroes culture. So they have the lead heroes expectations and training put into effect. So they have those characteristics right off the bat. They're yeah. not going to set you up with somebody that's not, you know, um, resourceful, that's not, you know, respectful, that's not um, hardworking, like you're going to get all that. And they basically have gone through the process of, of, um, you know, weeding out people that don't fit those characteristics for you. And so you're basically guaranteed to get a good person. That that's one thing that I've observed about it is because yeah, I mean, it's been a very good experience and um, it's only been, you know, a week or two here, but it's been a very, a very um, a good, a very good first couple of weeks. And, you know, she's already done a lot for us right off the bat. And we haven't spent a lot of time training her on things. But what I have trained her on is she's she's picked it up right away and ran with it. She's done a great job. That's awesome. And, and again, like, you know, as if you're a chef, right, or if you're a cook, one of the key starting points is quality ingredients, right? Like you, you can't have like <coughs> a, a five-star meal if you're buying all of your produce from Walmart, right? So. Yeah. That's, that's really where we come in, you guys. You know, we are going to give you quality ingredients. We want to give you someone who we feel is going to be super successful. It's early in the program, but so far we've had zero fall off from virtual systems that we've placed. So I would love to see how high we can keep that. I have a personal goal threshold of 85% or more. So I'd love to see, you know, a year from now what our, our placement threshold is, but the idea is that I have some virtual systems <coughs> at Lead Heroes that I've worked with for over seven years now. And I can't imagine running a company or my company without them. And I want to give you guys that same experience. I want you to think like, I don't know how I could even get through my day without this person helping me out. 
that's the goal. That's what these people have done for me. And when I'm trying to set you up with someone, that's what I want them to do for you. I want them to really help your day-to-day activities, free up your time, you know, manage processes where you don't have to be involved, you know, help you bring in more revenue. I mean, across the board, it, it, it really is a slam dunk. So right now you can try it out for two weeks completely free. That's how confident we are in this program is you don't have to give us a credit card number. All you have to do is sit down, talk to this bald headed man right here for 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour. I'm going to go through the tasks you're looking for, your expectations. Within a week, we typically can place that employee in your business. We're going to help make sure that you are getting them the training that they need that's going to be hand tailored to the tasks that you want done. And then it really should be rinse and repeat. And that person should be able to free up your time from there. So if you're interested, you guys, check out leadheroes.com. If you go to our navigation bar, there's a virtual staffing link. Uh, the virtual staffing link takes you to the landing page and you can schedule a call with me right there. That easy. Done. I love it. I love it. Um, I think, I think it's great. Um, and guys, if you can't find the lead heroes website, it's easy to find, but if you're struggling, the link is in the description of all of our YouTube videos. So go check it out. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, you shared a lot of amazing insight that I think pe- can help people hire more efficiently and more effectively. Um, I wanted, but, but, and, and I think, you know, I think guys make sure that you listen to what Glenn's talking about, because there's few people that have gone through, I mean, you, you heard him talking, like they have levels in their business. Like they have managers, assistant managers, like a hierarchy in their business structure. So he's gone through the, the, the growing pains of kind of figuring some of this stuff out. So he knows what he's talking about, you know? And so like, I defer to you when it comes to hiring on things. And so I think there's a lot of gold nuggets that, and a lot of really good information that was shared. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, you know, one thing that came up that we didn't really get into payroll, mm. I feel like payroll could probably be like <laughs> an entire own episode because I know I've spent years with this whole payroll balancing act and, so many different ways of doing that. That I think that'd be an interesting topic we could dive into in another episode. Yeah, definitely. I think like, I won't, I won't share the story, but I had a very interesting thing with payroll this week that just made me <laughs> want to like reach through the phone and like strangle somebody. <laughs> um, it, it, it has its own, you know, different elements of it for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's a lot there for sure. <laughs> Guys, go check out the Lead Heroes website, though. I mean, if you haven't checked this out already, you know, even give it a try for a couple of weeks and see if you like it. And, you know, you might not be able to go on without it after being like how seeing how much it can help your business. Um, yeah, I think this was a great episode. Yeah, super fun. I'd love I love talk. This is guys. This was kind of a sneak preview of the summit, too. You'll see the screen behind Christian six figure. Medicare agent summit. I'm going to be there. I'm speaking. Christian's going to be speaking. Definitely buy those tickets. I'm sure we'll have that link somewhere around here. Yep. Link to that can be found down in the description as well. You guys, um, seating is limited. So get your seats while you can. And, um, as always, we appreciate you guys. Um, we'll be back with another episode next Tuesday, every Tuesday where we talk about insurance and, um, until next time, guys, thanks for watching. Here's to your success and your abundance. Happy selling.